Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Gay Shit Does Noah's Ark. I am your host, Maria Manuela Mexico. <laughs> oh, gosh. Why are you laughing at me? I don't know. That was just really great. And if, you know, you just so happen to be born late 90s, that is Erica Badu. For, for the kids in the back. I was going to let people Google it and figure it out if they didn't already know. <laughs> but there you are. Once again, I'm Anne-Marie Lestrassi. Um <laughs> Because I forgot to pick a name and so that she is fresh on my mind. <laughs> um, as you all, I'm sure, have noticed, unless you just got here, um, we took a long hiatus. There were no episodes in September, in fact. Um we have a lot of shit going on the world ain't right our lives ain't right um stuff's going on i don't even have wine with me in this episode because i'm on percocet and i can't have any wine while i'm on percocet so there's that um percocet because i had bunion surgery because i'm an old woman so here we are i've taken probably four different medications today we are giving you the, the season finale recap for season two of the second and last season of Noah's Ark. You are officially Agnes. I am definitely at an Agnes age at this point. I'm very old. It's time to trade up for an old person name. Um, you know, it's fine. I'm going to have brand new feet. These feet ain't going to be old when these surgeries are done. Um what was I going to say? So we're going to, we're going to finally, it's like we left you on a cliffhanger. We didn't mean to. We're going to finally do the season finale now. Um, thank you all for your patience. Um, a lot thank of people you. sent us nice messages. That was sweet. We really appreciate it. We never want to be the inconsistent podcast. Never, never. Yeah, um, we, we didn't go away because we hate you. We went away because life, girl, life got so hectic. I turned 31 years old, proudly an old woman status. I am officially an auntie. I take that, you know, with great pride. <laughs> pride in my auntie status. Ooh, excuse me. I'm telling you, these drugs, matter of fact, let me look at my little rubric. I have like a notes in my phone for what time I took what drugs because I'll forget. But I think I'm good. I took the Percocet at 630. I took ibuprofen at 5. I'm okay. I'm good. Okay. Um, yeah, girl, I'm in pain. My foot's elevated. Anyway, anyway, anywho, I just rewatched the episode. Um, my notes were written, you know, weeks ago when we were actually supposed to make the episode of the pod. But um, I rewatched the episode just now to make sure I was nice and fresh and ready. Um, I don't think we've missed too much to talk about aside from that. The same types of events have been happening. The world is crumbling all around us. Ain't nothing really changed. Everybody watched the debate for some reason. I don't know why y'all watched that little stanky ass debate. I don't know why y'all watched that little stanky. I don't know. Like, what we gonna learn? That we hate them even more than we thought? They're terrible. What's the point? It's like, at this point, y'all are just masochists or something. Mm -hmm. What what y'all think they was gonna say different? Is really right. my question. There's a pedophile and a cop going up against um, a Cheeto and his lackey. What else? What do you need? Anyway, so. Oh, this episode, we actually um, really anticipated in general because it's the ball episode where they 
walk the runway and all of that. We get some really funny one-liners. Um, lots of drama. Lots of drama. Drama. Just breakups. Just all of it. So that's nice and fun and gay. Can I cut in here and say that I am officially a convert of P-Valley and um, Patrick Ian Polk has just really... You know, he's really captured my imagination in terms of what he's capable of. And I just say all the stakes of Noah's Ark were sharply elevated in P-Valley. And I appreciate him that. I really do. I also appreciate the cameo of a young, very spelt, um, uh, uh, damn, <laughs> what is Noah's real name? <laughs> Daryl Stevens. Stevens. I appreciate Daryl Stevens' cameo in Lovecraft Country. I thought she was mm-hmm. very cute. Very, very cute. cute. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's let's dip on into it. So wait a minute. Are you telling what did did Patrick Ian Polk do something on P Valley? Is that what you're he saying? He produced it. Yeah, he produced it oh, and he wrote a couple of episodes. He told me that before because I haven't watched it yet, but that would have made me watch. Oh well, I know I'm going got- to, but I haven't. Girl, you sitting there on your foot, you could Girl, at least watch P Valley. Listen, listen to me. All you I do is watch TV. I still can't keep up with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I do lots of things uh, every day. I still study French and I still make sure to read every day and all this other stuff. But um, I haven't gotten around to P Valley yet. You know, you got to log all the way into Stars, and it's like I haven't watched Stars for anything else. Like I don't feel like logging in. Anyway, I can give you my, my hello. I have no. I have. I have the password. Another funny thing that happened, um, dear listeners, because you care about this. Um, <laughs> um, I spent weeks thinking that my HBO Max was hacked, and it's really my father's <laughs> thinking that it was hacked. And I was like, "Who is watching it from an iPhone? Like, it's not my dad. It's not my stepmom. She doesn't have an iPhone. It's not my stepbrother. He doesn't give a fuck. Who is uh, on here fucking up my progress?" on Lovecraft Country, who is it? Doing the, and I like changed the password several times to the point where I was yelling at Optimum, I was yelling at HBO Max, I was like, somebody please tell me why I can't figure out the IP address of the person who was looking at my HBO Max and also why you can't just delete them and delete their access and stuff. And I've already changed the passwords and I've done this and that and third. I ended up talking to Optimum and they like deleted our user ID and created a new user ID and finally it it locked the person out. And tell me why I was thrilled the whole time. Because then, here comes Sunday. Here come Love Cap Crunchy Sunday. And Terrell sends me a message. Girl, did your daddy change the password? Bitch, I thought I was losing my mind. For all those weeks, I thought I was losing my mind. I was like, somebody has hacked my computer. They have gotten my passwords. They probably have access to my bank account. Like, I was really shook. And it was just Terrell trying to watch HBO. I was so bad. It's not your fault. I was just like, I am so confused. I should have told you. I thought you would remember that you gave me the password. Well, you, uh, yeah, I can see why you would think that I remember. I would think that I would remember too. So I'm sitting here like, it's probably my evil ex. He still has my password. Like, I wasn't, I forgot that you had it. Anyway, that shit was crazy. I really spent weeks yelling at Optimum, like, why can't you just block this person? Anyway. No, but I, I had a similar experience because I got a new printer. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, the printer comes with its own, like, Wi-Fi. And so okay. I was like, who the fuck 
whose Wi-Fi is this? And why are they connected to my printer? <laughs> Who is hacking me? <laughs> I really thought I was hacked. And then I was like, well, who wants my information? It's not like I'm rich or anything. Like, <laughs> I thought I even went as far as to tell HBO, like, I have to ask, is there any way that HBO employees have access to my account? Are they watching it? I like, I accuse them. It was crazy. Oh, it was crazy. I don't know technology. I don't know. She don't know. <laughs> also, can I change my name for this week? Because I feel like I'm actually Letitia fucking Lewis. You like can. Like you can. And everybody wants to fuck Jonathan Majors. Everyone. <laughs> That's kind of weird. I mean, when I saw him in um Last Black Niggers in uh, San Francisco, I was like, <laughs> oh, he's fucking hot. He's fucking hot. <laughs> But it's it's really just like funny when everyone starts to want the, to fuck the lead guy who you've seen <laughs> in a movie. Yeah, it's okay. like you guys are late, right? <laughs> it's really and it's also really it just be it just be leads it be, it be star energy like they they're yeah. just the lead of the show, the protagonist. And you want to fuck the protagonist, but honestly, when I first saw him and I like, but I like I you know I saw it, but I was like he's kind of ugly cute, and then I had to check myself because that's definitely the Eurocentric like beauty mm-hmm. standard in my brain because why would i think that he was ugly cute like his nose is wide is that why his lips are huge is that why um but he is actually fine but it's them shirts they be putting him in the little, little, little henley shirts tight ass medium shirts mm-hmm. he do look good though they he bring out all the sexiness in him they do they no, do good and well our protagonist is trash that nigga is, is this nigga is trash Every Ooh. other day, he is overreacting to some shit. Goddamn girl, the man got trauma of a baby. Sometimes you can't pick up that trauma. You gotta let it no. go, girl. You gotta no, girl. Letty, <laughs> I'm telling you. Mm-mm. Leave Ooh. it be. Anywho, that Leave show was be. wild, and I've given up on actually having any plot. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> watch it. <laughs> girl, every time they talk about the book of names, I'd be like, okay, but how does this connect? To what I'm seeing on the screen. <laughs> there's like no, there's no, they keep trying to have a thread from episode to episode and I just ain't seeing it yet. And it's a new show. So it's like, that happens, you know, sometimes shows need to find their footing, but I have a feeling they're just going to keep being as random and it's fine. Cause we usually don't get super weird black shows. So I'm, you know, I'm just glad to have a little bit of that. And Journey Smollett is great. You know, mm-hmm. she, I will, I will accept her, you know, light skin be damned. And, um, Always a slay. Always a slay from the biracial <laughs> and, actress. Uh, yes. Jonathan looks real cute. Um, so I'll continue watching real for them. Pretty. You know, we like the Afro, all, all of the they I mean they get into the futurism depending on the episode and what they're doing because there's some time traveling happening and all of that so we have all types of elements you had some two-spirit representation it's cute I'll keep watching it mm. um anywho 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 back to this old tired gay show so this is episode 208 it is called say it loud in last week's episode, or I don't know if y'all want to say last month's month ago episode. <laughs> Girl, we've been away from this podcast for a I'm month. Sorry. Oh my lord. We, like, I'm yes, so sorry. literally the last episode I'm sorry, was August. Y'all. Listen, it's been rough. I ain't even got a foot no more. Um, so all right, so last episode that we did, Quincy tried to make a martyr out of Noah. Noah fucked Wade. Um, Dre saw the demise of his relationship heading his way. 
Chance got Eddie's job back for him, and Alex took a self-defense class. So in this episode, Noah's trying to get Way to talk about the fact that they, you know, did the deed. Um, the B-plot is that Chance is trying to rekindle some shit with Eddie by buying fucking Speedos. Um, the C-plot is that Ricky wants uh, Genito to fuck somebody else. And the D-plot is that Alex and uh, Trey make a huge life decision. Um, also, before I really get started, I want to say we got some updates from people. We got some emails. We do want to talk about that. We're just going to do it at the end. So catch us at the end. Um, you have not been forgotten. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and start this scene. It's been a while since I've done this and these notes are old. So let's see how many times I stumble over them. Um, all right. So we open up with Noah's cheating ass. I can like everything is normal. Um, except I guess Quincy isn't his boyfriend anyway. They're dating. So I don't know if it's really cheating. Um, Noah's laid up on his side. Uh, he's on some piece of furniture in his house. His head's propped up. It's like an ottoman, but it's like long. It's like, it goes to the end of the bed. I don't know. Um, his head's propped up on one arm. His knees are bent. He's very cute in his little tank top and his short shorts. Quincy is prepping to strut for him. And he asks him, am I bootylicious or what? Because he's corny as fuck. And he saunters away from Noah <laughs> down the imaginary <laughs> runway. That is basically the living room. He's wearing these drab house clothes. You know, no big deal. Um, Noah giggles at this and says, a little more hip action, Tyson which I guess is Tyson Beckford he's referencing. Um, gay men love Tyson Beckford. Quincy is down with this, so he says, okay, here we go. And he turns back around and he struts towards Noah quite horribly. And he's swinging his arms in this really odd way. And Noah says, a little less little Kim. And um, Quincy ain't paying him no mind. He reaches the area where Noah is. He stops. He poses with his hands on his hips. And Noah tells him, he gets up and he tells him, no, you have to own the runway. And he's like, you have to owe me. And so Quincy's like, owe me? And Noah says, as in Naomi? And he winces as if Quincy's supposed to fucking know what he's talking about. And he says that Quincy needs schooling. He pats him on the chest. And then Noah skip runs daintily to the other end of this imaginary runway so he can show him what's up. Um, we see his tiny little dolphin shorts. And on the back, they say something, something booty. I feel like I, I feel like later on it becomes more clear. I think it says black booty. Um, anyway, Noah turns around at the end um, as Quincy sits where he was before, or sits where Noah was before. Uh, Noah waves his right arm with a flare. He lands the right hand on his hip and he takes off strutting with his left arm swinging. Um, and he's got on like this Zoolander model face pose for some reason so his walk is decent his hips are moving he gets to where quincy is and he says it's all about the sway and the slightly vacant look quincy laughs at this um and then we can clearly see that it does say black booty on his butt quincy picks him up from the waist and legs and playfully slams him on the bed um he's only really good for that top energy like there's nothing else to quincy um anyway so he picks him up slams on the bed Quincy hovers above him, puts a hand on Noah's chest, and tells him he's supermodel sexy. So Noah growls at this like he's fucking Eartha Kitt. They rub noses. Quincy pulls back and says, you make me feel so very, very, very lucky. I don't know what that long-ass pause was for. They kiss. Noah pulls back because it's time for a flashback. And of course, he's seeing the dark silhouettes of him and Wade making out, naked by the window in the darkness from when they did their little cheating. Um, you know, from the other night with his bandage still on, mind you. 
which the the thing that he's flashing back to, we never saw. It wasn't shot that way in that episode. So it's funny because the flashback doesn't. It's almost like he's having a flashback that is a bit more fantastical, more fantasized than what actually happened. Because I didn't, I didn't, they didn't make out by a window. Like that's not what we saw. Um, also, I have like no idea how long it's been because he's pretty much completely healed. He doesn't have any scars on his face, not even on his lip that was all fucked up from the gay bashing. So that's interesting. Um, Noah stares off in the distance. Quincy isn't quite alarmed by his behavior yet. Noah slaps the iPod dock that is playing music and he stops it playing. He stops him from playing and he chuckles awkwardly as they go back to kissing. And he's like deep breathing and stuff. And he breaks away from the kiss for more flashbacks. And we see more of the dark silhouettes. We hear Noah and Wade telling each other they love each other. And this time, Quincy is actually alarmed. And he asks if Noah's okay. Noah says he's fine. He smiles, but he gets up. Quincy blinks. He asks if he hurt Noah. And he's like, well, how are your ribs? And Noah says, tender, but mending. And he nods. And Quincy goes, and your mind. And Noah avoids that, of course. He says, are you hungry? And so Noah comes back from the corner of the room. He puts his hands on Quincy's shoulders. He straddles him. Quincy, of course, wants to tell Noah it's all right to talk about the attack because, you know, he's his, he's his therapist, obviously, and has to force him to talk about it. Noah is still not here for it. So he says, let's flip a coin. Heads we eat out. And then he goes in for a kiss. Quincy tries to stop him, but Noah just continues. Tails we eat in. And uh, Quincy's gross ass says that no one knows that Tails has always been his favorite. The heads can work too. And I just, ew, I'm, I don't like him. So Noah laughs at this. They kiss. Quincy has his hand on Noah's face and neck. Um, and just then his cell phone rings. Quincy is happy about the phone ringing, but he does pick it up. He's giggling before he can say hello. Cause Noah continues to, um, continues like laying cue down and kissing on him and stuff. So despite the fact that he's on the phone and it's Dre. Dre starts the combo by telling Q, not saying hello, just by saying, I'm doing it, man. And Quincy, smiling, goes, good for you. Doing what? And we see Dre in his tacky-ass red tank top in his tacky-ass bathroom. And Dre continues that this Saturday at the beach party, he's popping the question. Um, And honestly, I guess for the plot forwarding, this makes sense. But that flip phone must have a really good earpiece because Noah hears the whole thing. So Noah hears this and this gives him pause. And Dre continues, I'm asking Wade to marry me. And uh, <laughs> Noah pulls up from kissing Quincy's chest and he looks like a deer in the headlights. And if you look closely, Quincy kind of notices that Noah is making this face. Uh, but we don't get to see what happens immediately after because then the opening credits play. Um, I'm tired of Dre. <laughs> I really am. And his G unit tank top i really hate you too much light skin (laughs) right he's so light skin and his real name is merwin mondesir (laughs) 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 which means my desire in french anyway so opening credits we open back up on trey posing in various (laughs) costumes Please, Mm. please, ma'am, please. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Posing in various skimpy costumes against a gray backdrop. He's got, he's like a Viking with a sword. He's a sailor with a lifeguard raft. He's some twisted version of Uncle Sam. He's an angel with nothing but tighty whities. 
Um, and then he's something that like tuxedo mask from Sailor Moon, but I can't really quite, I don't know what to make of it. It's like a cape with no shirt and cuffs for sleeves and a white bow tie and a cane and a top hat. I don't know. And then he's a cop with no shirt, uh, but a tie, no, no shirt, but is wearing a tie and a hat and tiny shorts and a stick in a hand and, um, stick in hand with another at his waist for some reason, because you should have two batons, um, there's a track playing of some woman singing, excuse me, is very, very hot. Excuse me, is very, very hot. It gets stuck in your head. <laughs> it's really annoying. Uh, <laughs> Wait, girl. Get mm-hmm. into Noah's outfit because what is this girl Ooh, wearing? I don't even know if I... See, I wrote these notes so long ago. I don't even know if I have notes on the outfit. Let me see. She has on a gray, like, sweater vest, but it's, like, cropped. She has oh, on a pink Lord. tank top. Yes, she has on see. cargo pants. And cowboy mm-hmm. boots. Mm-hmm. Noah, where well, are you she's going? She's having a confusing morning. Okay, she's in crisis. Well, she's this in outfit crisis. is in crisis. What are these boots? They're doing <laughs> a lot with the cargo, girl. Okay, it's very, very hot. It's very, very uh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's LA. She got on cowboy boots. Girl. Okay. So. I mean, the South be hot. That's where they come from. I don't know. So we see Chance and Alex observing the shoot. Alex is going up for his man. Very supportive. Mm -hmm. Trey is smiling. He's trying very many different poses, like many different poses. He's really working his, what he has, his range. We finally pull back to see Noah and Ricky um, amongst many crew folks, all doing various photo shoot jobs, you know, puttering around the room. There's lights and the camera stands and all of that. Noah, Chance, and Alex are all hanging out by some guy on a laptop at a tall desk. Um, Maybe he's like the one organizing the digital shots as they're taken. I don't know what his role is, but he's on a computer. Um, Alex is so so excited to the point where it's pretty much cute ricky is getting someone's phone number of course noah shoots him the judgy eyes in the middle of his you know hoishness um alex waves that whole mess off because he's too busy fangirling fangirling he's going go in boo let have and chance asks alex if he really thinks that a calendar is the best way to raise money like how well do you think it'll sell and alex says a calendar like this with trey like that at black gay pride those queens are going to snatch it up like free lube and condoms. It's going to raise major coins for the clinic. So we see photos of Trey appearing on the laptop. Oh, yeah, okay. I guess that is what the guy does. <laughs> and um, there's a shirtless look with cowhide, short shorts, red bandana tied tight um, for some reason. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. A cowboy hat and a crossbow. I don't understand where the crossbow came from. Very Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> Alex says Noah is a genius. Uh, so I guess it was his idea. Ricky comes back over. He asks how long this will take because he's meeting Kevin later for a little afternoon delight. Ew, ew. Um, so I'm guessing the guy he's talking to, his name is Kevin. Chance is looking at Kevin across the way and says that he sees the open relationship is working out well for Ricky. Ricky and his mohawk say that nothing is stopping Jay from Janito from having fun if he wants it. And Alex ignorantly says, except the fact that he's in love with you, which doesn't negate your ability to be attracted to someone else. So, but whatever. Um, Ricky also ignorantly says fidelity is not love. It's laziness and fear. How about like love is just actually like being responsible like with the person that you care about and setting boundaries and adhering to them like 
that like it it could be fidelity or it could be I mean open being with somebody and being open to sleeping with other people and knowing that that is the terms of your relationship is still fidelity actually but anyway so Noah is wearing his shame face he's looking down at the ground and Chan says, I wondered how you'd feel if your lazy, scaredy cat husband actually cashed his chips and had sex with someone else. Um, and then the computer guy is looking at them all like, ooh, because he's catching the tea. Um, and they always calling somebody somebody's husband. Like, ain't none of them married. Like, one one pair of them is married. And they're always like, your husband. Um, Ricky says um, he would feel relieved. And then says, um, anyway, Janito's not my husband. We're not married. Um, and Chan says that they should try it because a little fidelity and commitment might do him some good. Noah steps away to make a phone call. Chance um, then asks what Noah thinks. Um, but obviously Noah's busy. So then they all, including the computer guy, watch Noah making this call. He gets Wade's voicemail, which is, it's your boy Wade. Holla at me at the beat. <laughs> Noah rolls his eyes. <laughs> We see Trey in the background working his flashlight in his cop look. I'm so sorry for this copaganda. Um, the mailbox is full, so Noah hangs up. <sighs> and then we cut to Janito and Ricky a little bit later at Ricky's place. They're seated on Ricky's couch. Janito is pulling takeout containers out of some huge fucking paper bags. How much food did they need? I don't know. Um, Ricky is thanking him for lunch, and Janito smiles at this. And then Ricky looks at his watch really quickly in a way that's like kind of on the sly, like, He's got something coming up soon, you know? And then he says, Janito. And Janito says, yeah. And Ricky says, why haven't you fooled around with anyone else since we've been dating? And Janito smiles at this because his boyfriend's ridiculous and says, because he hasn't wanted to. And Ricky smiles, but he looks unresolved with that answer. Um, Janito kisses him quickly and um, laughingly he says, you know, I'm sorry for, you know, not having slept with anyone else. And it's time for Ricky's fucked up brain to just ruin everything so ricky says in case he did want to he went online and arranged a date for him the guy is really cute and he's a total bottom <laughs> this is such a weird like it's like i guess maybe janito's been missing maybe janito's verse and he's been missing topping since uh ricky is strictly a top maybe that's what that was about i don't know but yeah. it was really funny to add in yeah, that that's usually the case. I remember when I was seventeen, and there was this Puerto Rican couple upon the hill from me, and they would invite me over. They were both versed, but I was just the the only bottom. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes you know they miss it. Sometimes they miss it. But mm-hmm. I don't like how bottoms are bartered in this situation. Word. All right. Um, my apologies if y'all can hear the background noise. The neighbors are playing music. And he's a tall bottom. I discriminate. Is that a thing? Like, does that matter? Yeah. Like, that there's mean? a lot of tall bottoms out there. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, oh, I hate my neighbors. <sighs> I hate Ricky's that? pants. Like, what are you? What are his pants doing? <laughs> I can't hear your your noise, but I can hear I can hear the Dominicans uh, racing in my. Okay. Oh my well, god. The pants and the the fit in the aunts was horrible. Look at both of their pants. Travis oh, that and shirt, Ricky's that pants. shirt in itself is just fucking horrible. That yellow fucking. Where did you just come from? Do you work at the hot dog hut? What is that? 
Yeah. Anyway. Ew. He has it's two ugly. shirts in one. There's like two collars on this shirt. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a double lapel. Ugh, it's ugly. I don't want to look at it no more. Um, yeah. So anyway, my question was when he was about to bring this dude in the house because the doorbell rings. My question was who the fuck would be like, sure, I'll date your boyfriend without his consent. Sure, I'll show up and randomly date your boyfriend. Like, why? I'm not letting you set me up with somebody. I don't even know you. Anyway. Yeah. So Janito looks taken aback. And just then, of course, the doorbell rings. Um, Janito tries to stop Ricky as Ricky gets up, but to no avail. Ricky heads to the door. Janito stands. Ricky opens the door to reveal and greet Travis. The, oh, the person whose shirt we were just complaining about. <laughs> the light-skinned, curly-haired, smiley man in his ugly yellow shirt with plaid accents. So Ricky invites him in. Travis says thanks. He comes right in. Um, oh, my God. Yes. Okay. My notes did not forget. My notes say, no, I'm sorry. Is that a double collar with the top collar being plaid? <laughs> so Travis notices Janito. Ricky wraps an arm around Travis's shoulder. He brings him further in. And then he whispers that he'll probably have to make the first move because Janito is shy. And I just, I'm so tired of Ricky. So Travis says, okay. And Ricky brings him close to Janito and says he'll be back in a couple of hours. And then he just says, bon appetit, and turns and dips, leaving the two of them just standing there awkwardly before Janito can even properly protest. So Janito blows out a sigh, and he looks at Travis, which, of course, Janito is going to handle this with grace because he's a decent human, but this is ridiculous. So anyway. Yeah, this is how bottoms are treated in the gay community. We're just thrown into situations, which is I found you a bottom to conquer, basically. Here's a bottom. (laughs) <laughs> like he doesn't have like feelings my bottom, your bottom. yeah like, like i found you a bottom of a place i found you a hole to put to put your penis in um i really hate my neighbors a lot okay so we cut to perhaps the parking lot at the department store that wade works at um not sure i guess it's like the exit for staff wade is exiting and prepping to get into this vw truck of some sort and his workman um, outfit very much wearing his work tee. Um, Noah has pulled up in his little convertible. He's trying to get Wade's attention. Wade is desperate butt. to ignore him. <laughs> Who's little butt? Uh, Noah's when he gets out the car. <laughs> yeah, that's not flattering to him. He has no backside in this outfit. Um, so <laughs> Wade is desperate to ignore him. So Noah, in his pink tank top, crop top, little jacket thingy, and loose pants, get out to move closer and says Wade repeatedly. Wade eventually pauses and sighs. And here's where I put Wade looks good in his little uniform. He do look good. Um, he do look good. Noah asks, he fresh he look braids. Good. He look good. I understand why he always wore those braids. It just works on his head. Sorry. It works. It works for it him. Do. It, so do. Asks, it do. It do. Noah's like, um, why haven't you returned my calls? And Noah informs us all that it has been two weeks, as I was wondering how long it's been. Um, And he's like, don't you think we should talk? Wade closes his car door, turns to Noah and says, talk about what, Noah? And Noah says, we slept together. We, We made love. And Wade cuts him off saying they cheated on their boyfriends. And he's like, let's call it a day. That's such a I mean, but it's true, though. I mean, it could be but both. We made the thing love. Both. The thing we is, made both. Love. And I also, do, I never say make love. Like, never. That's just not my <laughs> euphemism. That's not my bad. Just no. So, Noah protests with a butt. 
And I want him to say, he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> We're dating. <laughs> but he doesn't say that. <laughs> Way cuts him off again. And he's like, but nothing. I'm with Dre. You're with Quincy. What is there to talk about? And Noah is aghast. So Way says, exactly, with vitriol. I think what's happening here, like, I'm going to get to it. So Way gets in the car. He leaves Noah standing there. I basically feel like Way feels away, right? Because he was triggered by being moved to cheat. It's not that the feelings weren't real. I think he said he loves Noah and he meant that. But now he's mired in guilt because he cheated on his boyfriend. And that's exactly what happened to him when he was with Noah. He got cheated on. So it's like, Noah, not only do I still love you and this is very confusing, but now you're making me do these horrible things. And so I can't like, I can't just be with you and be in love with you like, you turn me into a bad person, I think is what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to run away from that. Um, and telling Noah, like, I love you, but, like, wouldn't help him get away from it. So he's trying really hard to dissociate, I think. Um, <clears throat> so we cut to Ricky's house. Ricky comes in. He hears Janito's voice. Janito is reciting song names or something. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Travis is replying with check and correct accordingly as he lists all these names. I think it's movie titles. I don't know. Ricky strolls in and pulls the cork out of something. Drinks straight from the bottle. God damn it, I want to drink. Ricky, I haven't had a drink since Saturday. Um, for those of y'all listening, it's Thursday. And I typically am a two glass a day kind of girl. Um, so Ricky strolls in, pulls the cork out of something. He drinks from the bottle. Ricky is standing on one side of the kitchen island. Janito and Travis are seated on the other. And they have glasses of wine in front of them. Uh, Janito, being way too good a a sport, says, hey, baby, and asks uh, Ricky some question about some Antonio Banderas movies to help him finish this quiz game they're playing, I guess. And um, Ricky's weird ass says, who cares? How was the sex? (sighs) And I feel like, just side note, I feel like whatever Ricky is drinking is actually cooking wine. Like, it doesn't look like it was meant to be drank. Anyway. Um, Travis and Janito both look at Ricky like he's a fucking psycho. Um, Travis gets up, hesitantly says, um, I'm gonna go. Janito gets up. Travis then says, it was really nice meeting you in a way that clearly means it. And he grabs Janito's hands with both of his hands and like, you know, does a little handshake and Janito smiles. Janito then says, you too, as Travis parts. Um, Janito immediately turns to Ricky with a look of irritation that he deserves. And Travis comes back partially. He didn't quite leave. He comes back because he remembered the title that Janito was searching for. And he says, he starts it. He says, women. And then him and Janito both go on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And Janito appropriately looks relieved to have an answer. And they both smile. They clearly had some actual fun. Um, Travis now leaves for real. Janito goes back to giving Ricky that look. And Ricky snaps, What? And Janito simply says, um, they better get dressed for the ball with a steely look. Which, if you if Janito was looking at you like that, you really did some fuck shit. Because he is so sweet, okay? Um, so Ricky purses his lips like the petulant child that he is. At this point, I know Janito is mad at himself for getting back with him. Because he already did this childish shit with him once. <sighs> anyway, so we cut to an establishing exterior shot of a neon sign that says El Rey with a marquee beneath it that says Ovenus Ball. We're at the Ovenus Ball. So we see inside the ball is in full swing. The MC is working it. Mm-hmm. We see various people working the catwalk, some voguing, doing the appropriate dips. We're getting the diva, diva. Well, not yet. We're getting a lot of like. Not yet. Not Ow, lots of that. So, um, kick cat cow. This, you know, now in hindsight, in hindsight, this reminds me 
Hello? Yes, I'm here. Hello? You can't hear me? This reminds me of... Yeah, I can hear you now. This Yes, ma'am? Madam? Yes? (laughs) This reminds me... (laughs) This reminds me of Bebe Bay at the... um, You know when they were voguing? It kind of reminds me of that. The last time I went to Bebe Bay was not fun, but we've already... We've we've covered that. Yeah. Our um, first nights in Bay Bay Bay. Where was I? So, you know, the NC's working really it. They are really serving it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we got people doing full dips. We're jumping, we're leaping, we're bugging, we're giving you everything that you need, um, that you came for. So, Chance and Alex are working nine. a table. <laughs> Yes, she's hot tonight. Um, Chance and Alex are working a table with blow-up posters of Trey behind them. They're all, they're pretty much all but beating people off with a stick because everyone's clamoring for these calendars, I guess, with their money high up in the air. Chance and Alex have, have to yell and all of that over the crowd. Um, we see a few more people taking their turns on the catwalk, doing it up. The MC is giving more ad-libs, mm-hmm. more of she's hot tonight. Um, then we see Noah somewhere in the back like backstage between a bunch of vanity mirrors and all that. And Noah's in a sheer looking sparkly tank top with very much highlighter and feathers on his face. like glued to his face um, around the eyes. He's got lots of feathers on the wrist, something that looks like a kilt layered necklaces. His hair is slicked back into a long straight extension ponytail with a bump at the top um of his head he runs into janito that bump is so apropos at the time he runs into janito and he says hey he's like where's not the bump not the (laughs) bump um he runs into janito he says hey he asks where ricky is and janito says he's somewhere mad at him for failing to screw a random stranger and janito he's in a white tee it's like it's got like a v-neck he's in a white tee um and jeans he's holding many garments draped over his arm i guess he's working the event and noah says any stranger in particular and janito says what he found on the internet and so nikki i mean nikki noah says so ricky thinks he can even the score by arranging an internet hookup for you um and Noah asks, but but you didn't like the guy, um and oh yeah, I did actually undersell Janito's look a little bit. That deep V is working for him, and he has a he has a gold chain that's kind of dangling in his chest cleavage. It's cute. So Janito says he um he liked him a lot, but that doesn't mean he wants to have random sex with him. And so he continues that this isn't a mindset that Ricky can really deal with. Um, oh, also, Noah has, like, these red streaks in his ponytail, like, red highlights. Anyway, so Noah sarcastically says, I'm sure he can get over his boyfriend not having sex with someone else. And so Janito says, are you? Because I'm not. <laughs> and then he walks away. Ooh. Noah watches him go. Hey. Just notice that Quincy is actually seated at the vanity right behind Noah. Of course, across the fucking dressing room, Noah sees Wade helping... Dre get ready. Wade is shirtless with long leather cuffs on his wrists and black feathers with red... I guess this year's theme was feathers. Black feathers with red highlights perched up on his bare shoulders. He's also got a gold streak of paint down his face like he's fucking Bowie. Um, Wade is adjusting the red feathers on Dre's bare shoulders. Dre's got cuffs on too. You know, they're matching. Uh, Noah is staring longingly at Wade, who is also wearing long red lashes. Wade looks up and sees him. They make prolonged eye contact, not low at all. Quincy looks and sees Wade as well. 
he looks a little grave about this. He's got on something of the same shiny sheer material that Noah is wearing, but it's a long sleeve fashion. Um, Quincy also has some weird sort of like fishtail shaped thing painted on his face. In black, it's like extending from his sideburn towards his eye. It's interesting. Noah has a long peacock feather from one ear that I noticed. Dre doesn't see any of these looks that everyone's giving each other. Wade eventually looks away and Noah looks sad. Quincy is now staring at Noah confused because he's picking up on stuff. He's realizing things. And then he looks sad, the mirror, and we can see over his shoulder um, in the mirror that Dre's little butt is in black briefs. I don't know why I wrote that. Um, he got a little butt. I noticed that too. The little, little butt. Booty. Little king of the Everybody little booty. on this show got a little booty. Little, little GameStop Ooh. booty. So Noah tries to smile disarmingly. He picks up a black brimmed hat and puts it on Quincy's head. I'm going to stop here and have some water. I need to quit pretending that my body is not on drugs because it very much is. Please hold. So he puts puts on that hat and Mm -hmm. then Romeo comes over and Romeo is wearing a skirt that's like layered with many different Mm -hmm. types of layers and pieces. He also (laughs) has on a black shirt um, that's sleeveless and he's wearing a huge tie with um, bangled earrings and slick back hair. Um, Mm -hmm. He's giving, he kind of reminds me of Tweet in this moment. I don't know. He's giving Tweet. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, she was very much of the age, of the era. Um, And so, um, yeah, he comes over and you can pick it up from there. He's just telling them that you guys are next. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll cue you when it's time to go. Rock it, sock it, push it, he says to (laughs) Noah. (laughs) Um, I was really happy to see Romeo. Rock it, sock it, push it. So we see a red curtain somewhere. Someone goes through it. And then Trey and Chance and Alex and Eddie fight their way in towards the back, um, all looking like they were two seconds from dying in a mosh pit. Uh, Trey's black tee with silver design has been utterly ripped open, I guess, by by screaming fans. Eddie grabs onto Chance and asks if they're okay. Um, Raphael is also here in a mesh sleeveless tee. I wonder if he's still dating Romeo. Mm -hmm. and he has on a headset like he's running things he's official he asks what the hell happened alex is ecstatic he says he ran out of calendars and the crowd got a little overzealous and then he pulls out a fold of bills and starts flipping through them um where would it ever be that serious a calendar i don't understand but sure so trey is upset and he says a little and he says it's so hard that alex like jumps back in surprise and shock and trey says he's not going back out there and also alex can forget about the beach party tomorrow so um, trey walks away um alex is alarmed and he follows him and he's like what are you talking about you know asking trey as he follows wade is making his way down the catwalk in a very masculine walk the mc is announcing him and Noah now is sorry girl hmm. now we, now we figure out why they got little booties because they skipped leg day both Trey and <laughs> both both Trey and a Wade have the tiniest little legs and the Aww, biggest you ain't bodies. Had to do that. I'm just saying. Nobody if you gonna work out, work out. If you don't work out, work out. Maybe they maybe they don't they don't care about having big old big old thighs. Maybe that wasn't their bag. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I, I won't body shame the girls. 
He's still fine with <laughs> the masculine tea, hunty. Mm-hmm. Giving us walk. all of the masculine tea. Giving us the most masculine walk. The MC is announcing him. Noah's looking through the curtain um, at this from the backstage area. Quincy walks up and yanks him like the nigga is not wearing heels. Like, I need you to not. Don't destabilize your boyfriend, who's not your boyfriend. So Quincy pulls Noah back um, into his own. He, he pulls Noah's back into his front, basically, like pulls him up against mm-hmm. him. And Noah genuinely looks accosted. <laughs> like, he does not look comfortable. Quincy doesn't sense this. So he starts laughing and says, this is weird, isn't it? And he kisses Noah's face. And I'm like, what's weird? What is he talking about? And Quincy says they've only been dating a few months. But for him, it has felt right. Um, since the moment he met Noah, which were you was who does he remember that night? Because it was not kismet. <laughs> like when you first met Noah, you were, I guess, the dinner party. You can read it however you want to, but I thought that Quincy was being overbearing and strange. Anyway, so Quincy says they only been dating a few months, but for him, it's felt right ever since the moment they met. He kisses Noah's face again. Noah looks uncomfortable, probably because of the guilt. Noah pulls away. He turns around to face Quincy. Quincy puts a hand on his shoulder and stoops a little to look into Noah's eye because, you know, he's so much taller than him. So Quincy says, now, while this might be a little premature, and I'm thinking, what the fuck are you going to do? Pop the question? Um, Noah gets the absolute face of horror and he shakes his head slightly, just like he did to Malik, basically. Um, And he pulls back. Quincy asks, what's the matter? And he chuckles a little and he reaches to touch Noah's face. Um, I'm still wondering what Quincy was going to ask him. Like, do you want to move in? What was he going to ask him? Girl, I think he was finna pop the question because Noah turned around and his eyes was just bugged. He was like, girl, what? What do you mean to like, ask please, me? He was like, leave, no, whatever. Maybe he was going to ask him to be his boyfriend officially. I don't know. Um, um, so Noah said, I'm sorry, I can't. And he looks down and Noah says to himself, what is wrong with me? And then Noah looks back up at Quincy and he recycles his Malik speech. You should be the one, Quincy. No, he shouldn't. I want you to be the one. But why should Quincy be the one? Like, (laughs) he he should not be the one. He has no signs of being the one. Um, Anyway, so Quincy, with his hand still on Noah's shoulder, pulls back at this statement. He looks a little wounded and he goes, I'm not the one. And Noah, with a watery voice, shakes his head and says, you're not the one. (laughs) Quincy puts on a hat like he's turning into fucking Zorro or something. Romeo rushes up to tell them, come on with haste and he drags them towards the stage noah's thigh high shiny white pumps and long come skirt on, white appears boot. First. come on boots a white boot they come appear first on, on the boot. stage pump. he's got one long white glove topped with feathers as well um the mc is going quincy quincy noah and we also see quincy's gold pants and a piece of black fabric tied around his neck and dangling down his torso as he joins noah on his left they stretch together they reach the end they pause and turn halfway in the same manner noah tells him under all of the noise you know of the crowd and the mc that he is so sorry and um they start switching spots circling one another you know working it um and i think noah's also like waving a folding fan. I think he's got a fan to work with. Quincy's bitter. So he says, of course you are. That's what you do, Noah. You make men fall in love with you and then you're sorry. So Noah looks sad and Quincy leaves him there making his way back down um, towards the backstage area. He pauses, Quincy he turns around. Butt. He's See, he don't um, skip he, leg day. The, I mean, the gold pants butt. do look good on him. He don't mm-hmm. look good to me because I'm not a fan. But... <laughs> um, he pauses. He's turning around, hamming it up for the crowd. He takes off his hat. He tosses it into the people. Um, and then he exits. 
he thinks he's fucking Max Floss where he does. He Noah really do. recovers. He flips his fan full of feathers open and he fans himself. He's posing. The MC goes, Diva, Diva, no what? This look and is Noah something is, else. It is. Noah is serving it. He is serving it hot puss. He is doing everything he can. Pill. He's ready. He's ready for a new relationship. Hopefully not with Wade, yes. but you know, that's what, Much he's, fish. that's what he's on. Yes. Um, I can't stand Quincy. So Noah poses, hand on his hip, switches around to flip his ponytail. He's picking different spots of the stage. He's swirling his hips left and right so that the skirt sways. The judges are waving their little paddles, giving him their t- his tins and all of that. Um... And the MC goes, walk for me, pose for me, destroy for me. And Noah walks back to your end. He gives one last pause. He poses. What did I do? What did I, I'm on Percocet. Don't make fun I'm, of me. I'm sorry, girl. No, it just reminded me of, of, of Pose when um, Electra was like, Zwata, walk for me, Zwata, <laughs> judge for me, Zwata. I love her voice. <laughs> me um, too. It's because she's from Trinidad. So Noah walks back to the other end. He gives one last pause and pose. He comes through the curtains, back into the backstage, um, and he sees that Quincy has basically called it quits. He Noah sees him exit, and um, he sighs. And then we cut to a poster being held up by two hands. It's a very 70s style illustrated image of a black man in a colorful suit. Uh, many colors surrounding him on the poster. It says Afro Soleil at the top, summer 2006 at the bottom. The poster is being shown to Ricky, um, we see, at trade analysis. I think Raphael is the one who is showing it to him. Um, Raphael's com- no, Ricky is complaining that Janito was on um, his date just talking and talking with Travis, like, God forbid. So Alex, Alex, Chance, and Noah are also here. Chance says that Ricky sounds jealous. And they're all going through the merchandise on the sales floor while Ricky floats around the room. And Ricky says, jealous of what? They didn't have sex. And Chance says, some connections are deeper than sex. So Alex says, um, Trey and Guy never had sex, and he was plenty jealous of that. And Ricky turns to ask Noah his opinion. Noah is staring at his flip phone and gets caught not paying attention at all. Like, not at all paying attention. Ricky's Capri's. He looks so confused. He looks so lost. He flips the phone closed and he looks up wide-eyed. And Noah's like, um, what's, what was the topic? And Alex goes, child, she ain't listening to us. She's still thinking about Quincy. So Chance asks Noah why they broke up anyway. And Noah lies and shrugs saying, I don't know. It's complicated and looks really sad. Alex is onto something, asking if the name Wade had anything to do with it. Because he was the first to reach the hospital and he did jump on those guys that attacked him. So Noah starts moving forward for some reason, just like make some distance, I guess, between them. Alex continues that maybe Quincy thinks something is going on between the two of them. <laughs> so Ricky says... Please, because Noah is so overweight. Besides, Wade is with Dre, so by Noah's puritanical standards, nothing can happen there anyway. It's funny that he thinks that Noah is um, Noah is so puritanical. Like, Noah would be cheating. Like, this man is just cheated on his first relationship. He cheated. Right. The way that Ricky sees Noah and babies Noah is very interesting. Um, very. So Noah. Also, I love the gay shout. I love it. The what? <laughs> the gay she. Oh yeah, they keep the yes, lots of lots of she happening. Um so Noah looks sad. He looks really tapped out. Ricky says, right, Noah? And Noah panics and his eyes like dart around. He's try he tries to deflect by picking up a zebra print thong speedo, changing the subject. 
Uh, it's got black lace fringe on it. And he goes, wow, look at this swimsuit. And he holds it up high. And Alex says, ooh, who would wear something so slutty? And he yanks it away. Chance sees it, takes it from Alex and says, oh my God, this is the very same swimsuit I was wearing the first time I met Eddie two years ago at the beach party. Why do you be sounding like him? <laughs> oh my God. So, um, also, I'm thinking to myself, like, it's been two years. They've been through all that drama. Two years. The marrying, the cheating, the child. I can't. Anyway, so Noah looks scandalized while Chance is admiring the Speedos. Ricky is shooting them a knowing glance, and Alex looks grossed out. <laughs> Chance goes, As much as I love fam, as much as I love family life, I do miss those carefree days. And he hugs the swimsuit. Ricky leans in and says, here's your chance to revisit them for only $79.99 and gives him a pat with a smile. So Chance says, you know what? I'll take it. Noah blows out one of those whistles you do when you hear a steep price. I'm wondering why he don't get a discount, but you know, it's fine. Um, Girl, no, but you know, jock straps, like good jock straps could run you like a good $60 from like Nasty Pig. And I'm just like, girl, this is, this is fabric, booty fabric. Why is this? <laughs> why is this sixty dollars? <laughs> but I digress. Go ahead. Um. So we cut to the kitchen at Chance and Eddie's. Chance, Eddie, Alex, Kenya, and Trey are gathered around the small island of the kitchen, with Kenya seated along um, with Trey. So Chance grades. is loading up a picnic. Her little two strand twist. Uh, Chance is loading up a picnic basket with utensils. Eddie is asking Alex and Trey if they're sure they're going to be okay, while Kenya is banging along on the table ceaselessly like a white child. And I guess uh, Trey and Alex are going to be babysitting. I guess Trey really meant it when he said he wasn't going to the beach thing. (laughs) So um, Trey says, um, you know, we have your numbers just in case. It'll be fine. And Alex says, of course, nothing will happen. Just go on to the beach, girl. So Kenya stops banging to say, yeah, Daddy Chance, go to the beach, girl. And she points her little drumsticks at him. Um, Alex is tickled by this. Chance is mortified by this. He says, I am not leaving her. <laughs> Eddie reminds him that they have to get Ricky, and Alex reassures Chance it'll be fine. So Eddie kisses Kenya on the head on their way out, and Chance follows suit, tells her to be good. They all say their goodbyes. Um, oh, she's being on a drum, not the table. I realized eventually that it was a drum. The moment that they're gone, Alex grits his teeth, grabs her drumsticks, and yanks them away. <laughs> he smiles like he wants to kill her, but he also says, ain't she too cute? And Trey says that she is. Um, Kenya's badass slowly picks up her glass of milk and simply drops it purposely on the table, splashing all of it everywhere. I don't know why any child would do this. Is that normal? She just picks yes. up her milk and splashes it. Why? Why? Why would she do that? That's how they be thinking. They be they, they on their toes all the time. They just what are you, a cat testing gravity? But trailer good though. Mm. Um. So anyway, she giggles at this. Trey just smiles at Alex, like like he's like he's thinking kids, and Alex smiles back, like no, I will actually kill her. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but that's what his face says. So we cut to another establishing shot, this time for the beach. The tents are set up. There are plenty of people. We see a few cuts of people on the boardwalk, buff men in small swimwear, presumable lesbians, barbecues, etc. Luther Vandross is playing again, um, our late great queer. Um, Chance, Eddie, Ricky, and Noah are standing together in their beach shorts and their tees or tanks. 
Ricky is complaining about his cell phone. He has no service, says he's going to go look for Janito. Noah is going to get some barbecue and says he'll check in with them later. God, I would love some barbecue. Oh, my God. Um, they both head off. Isn't it weird that I eat meat now? It's still so weird to me. It's weird to me, um, too. In my home I had brisket the other day. It was Ooh. good. Mm. I don't eat meat often, but when I do, I try to get something fancy. Um, and I'm over here eating meatless. I did a... um. Well, I did some some steak that wasn't steak. It was like tofu. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and I'm I'm eating all my Brussels sprouts. So I'm doing that. And you over here. Everybody's going up for Brussels sprouts. And I understand that it's fall, but I'm actually kind of over them. Even in the air fryer, I'm kind of over them. You but got you an like air fryer? Yeah, I got one for my birthday. Oh, I'm going to give me one of them. They, they do the Brussels sprouts really good. Um... I mean, I guess, but again, I'm not into Brussels sprouts like that right now, but oh. it always makes things faster. Like I put fries in there. They make, they bake way faster than the oven. I really appreciate that. Oh, let me look. Cause I want to get one that California approves of. Cause you know, California, they be like, if it got, can- if it's cancerous girl, we don't, we don't want it. So let me look. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where was I? Let's see. They're on the beach. Blah, blah, blah. The day looks overcast to be honest, but I guess, you know, guys, what you gotta do. Chance says, um, here it is. The one day of the year, a black gay man can feel unapologetically Afrocentric, which I don't know what that means. He puts his hands on his hips and he's looking at all the splendor about. Eddie hopes the guys are doing okay with Kenya. Um, Eddie begins to take his shorts off to reveal his small swimsuit and Chance says, for one day, let's pretend that everything is going to be okay, no matter what, just like the day we met. Remember that? And Eddie is holding um, and looking at a bottle of champagne Um I guess. I guess it's supposed to be champagne. It looks like hot sauce. Eddie says <laughs> Eddie says he does remember the swimsuit Chance was wearing, which is great because Chance says, you mean this swimsuit? And he pulls off his ugly plaid shorts to reveal those tiny little zebra striped or whatever the fuck speedos. Um, oh, they're just regular striped. Anyway, he does this great pose with his hands on his hips. Of course, Eddie's champagne cork pops all crazy at that exact moment. The bubbles come pouring out um and i wonder if they only had one take to get this done like did they do this right the first time how many bottles did we open for this shot eddie is agape um then we get some more establishing shots i'm not gonna lie to you i am baking in my room right now and my comfort is very important and yesterday i almost passed out in my bathroom so i'm going to find my air conditioner remote and edit the temperature of this room so that I don't die. Where the fuck is the remote? Girl, where the fuck is the remote girl dying? Okay. Okay. Just calm down to me. When's the last time you used it? Whew. Okay. Just, oh, found it. Okay. So we get more establishing shots. We see beach tents. We see Janito standing with the dude from the date, uh, Travis. Still um, outstood. Um, the guy who's, the guy who's in the um and the like the mesh shirt and the red green he was at he was the stripper that Ricky soured in the bathroom. Seriously, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me reach that part. That guy gets a lot of like cameos on the show. <laughs> oh, I only saw him for a split second. Oh, that is him. You're right. Okay. So, um, for some reason, Travis and Janito are like pointing and laughing, presumably at a woman twerking in some shorts. 
that's what the cut makes it look like. Um, I get the distinct impression. Well, I'll say this in a second. So Ricky comes out of the men's restroom. He sees Janito and Travis talking when suddenly um, Travis puts his hands on Janito's face and kisses him. <gasps> I just realized I get to have I can have barbecue for dinner because Ty just told me I could order whatever I want. I love being injured. <laughs> I love being fresh out of service surgery. People buy you food. I'm gonna order barbecue. Anyway, so um <laughs> so Ricky comes out of the men's restroom and sees Janito and the guy talking. Um Travis puts his hands on Janito's face and kisses him. Ricky looks pleased to see them hitting it off, but then he gets weird when they kiss. And I get the distinct impression that these two shots are actually not filmed across from one each one another. I feel like the bathroom and wherever Janito and Travis's actors are standing is not actually across from one another. Like, I feel like these two things were filmed separately. I don't know why. I just, it just doesn't seem to actually be happening at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Janito was really into the kiss, though. It lasts a good minute. There are mm-hmm. hands everywhere. Well, Ricky you know, walks off this stupid sleeveless. Than tops. I, I mean, I get the feeling that bottoms, much like fems, are just better in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, my roommate said that they don't like fems. Like, fems are evil. And I was just like, what are you saying about? <laughs> Take it back. Um, anyway, so uh, Ricky walks off in his sleeveless hoodie thing with the sunglasses seem- that he seemingly stole from Baby Gat tucked into the front. Noah has his sights locked on, Dre and Wade, of course, as he makes his way across the beach to them. Noah, by the way, is wearing a pink tank with graphics some layered necklaces, and an unfortunate soft fedora. Um, Dre and Wade are maybe looking at t-shirts for sale. I think they're shopping. I don't know. Because Wade holds got on a tank top and some basketball shorts because you know he's straight, right? Looking um, real trade. Still. Um, but he looks good. <laughs> he looks good. You know, anything that between us, there has to be a woman involved. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know I find you sexually enticing, right? Enticing. <laughs> Full circle. So, anyway, Dre holds up a shirt to Wade's body. Wade seemingly is interested in the shirt. Um, he's got a cold beverage in his hand. Noah creeps up. Wade sees him, tries to ignore him, but Noah shoots him like a, a bitch, seriously, we need to talk sort of look. And Wade gives in, and he nods his head uh, behind him, you know, like in a directional way, like, meet me over there, I guess. And somehow, Dracy's none of this. He's too into the merch. Um, nothing Dre and Wade say to one another is audible. All we hear is the Luther Vandross playing, but uh, Wade says something to him. Noah takes the hint and heads off. Wade touches Dre's arm, seemingly telling him that he'll be back. He hands Dre his beverage. He kisses him on the cheek. Chance and Eddie are not sh- are now shirtless with um, champagne flutes in their hands. It's cute. I want to be drinking champagne on the beach. Seated in that same spot, uh, reminiscing on fucking on the first day in Eddie's car. Chance calls them sluts themselves. Um, they could have been arrested. He's talking about Eddie is thankful that they're older and wiser now. But then they take a lustful, deep sigh with eye contact, like simultaneously. They get the same idea, toss the champagne over their shoulders, which is just wasteful, and um, cut out to do some freaky shit. Um Back to Wade. I guess Wade's little head nod meant meet me in the bathroom, because that's where they're going. We see Wade in the bathroom drying his hands. Somehow, he made it to the bathroom first. 
even though Noah walked there first. Um, somehow he made it in there first. He had time to pee and all of that before Noah actually showed up. Uh, Noah comes up hands. from behind him and wash his hands. Mm-hmm. And Noah comes up from behind him and says to Wade's back, "Why don't you want to talk to me?" And Wade says, um, "He knows." He he says, you know why, and that they can't keep doing this. Um, it's a mistake. He's with Dre. Noah's with Quincy. Noah's ready to deliver this news, finally. Like, he's really ready to deliver this news. He looks down and he says, well, you're half right. And Wade turns around and asks if they broke up, him and Quincy. Um, and then he's like, what happened? But Quincy wasn't his boyfriend anyway. Noah says, you. I can't stop thinking about You. So Noah continues that he still loves Wade and Wade still loves him. And Wade says, but I don't trust you. And now I don't trust myself either. I can't be around you, Noah. Just stay away from me. He tosses his tissues. He seems sad when he says this. He walks past Noah towards the door. Noah turns turns when he passes him and he's uh, he fires off a, Dre is going to propose to you. He told Quincy he's going to do it today. This is serious, Wade. That boy wants to spend the rest of his life with you. And he's like girl, yelling. He says, he says, that boy. <laughs> he sure does. That boy <laughs> wants to spend the rest of his life with you. And it almost, it almost sounded like they were going to be like, um, <laughs> I play you. For what? <laughs> I hate that stupid movie. I hate it. For your heart. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. Um, that boy wants to spend the rest of his life with you. So he's like yelling. Wade turns back around, gets in his face, and he says he doesn't want to do to Dre what Noah did to him. So Noah says, you tell me, you look me in the eye and tell me you can forget about me. You do that, and I'll walk out of here. You'll never have to see me again. So Wade looks down because he doesn't want to say that. And Noah says, no, in my eyes. Instead, Corinne Bailey Ray starts playing. Wade looks up, touches Noah's face gently, and says, um, this is better for all of us. And Noah hangs, the, hangs there for a second, looking sad. Then he starts to walk out. But of course he reaches the door, turns back around dramatically, gives Wade a hard look, and then charges at him face first, kissing him up against the sink mad hard. Like, I think you would injure the other person's face if you rushed at someone like this in real life. Um, Wade gives in. They're making out. He's picking Noah up and shit. They stumble into a stall. This is disgusting. I guess Wade is taking... Are you even cleaned so out? Chill. It's so gross. Um, so I guess Wade is taking him like up against the stall door because we see that trope where Noah's hand wraps around the top of the, the top edge of the door, and then Wade's hand slaps down on top of his, and they're gripping the door together with their fingers intertwined, which signifies penetration. Just in case anyone was wondering, it's like the penetration is happening signifier that tv uses um those bathrooms are fucking disgusting like a beach bathroom Mm-mm. also yes. this is a toxic relationship so see, we cut to chance and huh i was just gonna see, say that that was my rule i never ever have sex in the bathroom and establishment is disgusting it makes you smell like a nasty whore girl didn't you fuck in the bathroom with secrets I did, but 
Because <laughs> I remember distinctly being like, where is this girl? Where did she go? I, I may have done. I may have done once or twice, but I'm uh-huh. telling you, I would never again. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's more realistic. Um, so we cut to Chance and Eddie walking hand in hand out of a copse of trees, back in their shorts and shirts, carrying a blanket, picnic bag, looking giddy. Chance says, you know, honestly, girl, when I have anal, I don't know I'm going to have anal, and I just have the anal, so. You know, I did that the other day, was it? I did that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, I, I don't think I've ever really painted like that, so I don't know. Like, it's just... I mean, and if you're going in a booty hole, like, you know the risk. I'm just I saying. Mean, you know, I've been Van Gogh a couple of times. You know, it happens for the best of us, you know. I mean, who's going to get mad at you? They knew where they were going. They knew the risk. I'm just saying. I don't know. And, you know, I'm going to stay out of gay folks' business. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of gay males' business. Um <laughs> So Chance says that was amazing and asks if Eddie wants to go for a swim. Eddie is surprised that Chance still has energy after that. And Eddie says that he himself is beat. Chance offers to go home, but Eddie says, you know, I know that you really, w- I know you were looking forward to this. I know you uh, wanted to come here, whatever, whatever. So um, I'll go home. You stay here. Chance is surprised. Um, but Eddie says to stay, be young, carefree, flirt all you want, as long as you come home to me. And Chance lands a big smooch on him, gives him the picnic bag and tells him you can count on it. And then he skips off with a big smile. It's pretty adorable. Chance is adorable. Um, Eddie chuckles and watches him go back at their house. Trey is on all fours, letting Kenya ride his back like a horse before she decides to run off and get her storybook for Trey to read to her. In her wake, Alex asks Trey, if Trey is thinking what he's thinking, hint, hint at babies, basically. Trey catches the hint. Um, he's like, it'll turn our lives upside down, but he sounds hopeful about it. Alex says, but in a good way. And Trey says, it'll be totally insane. And Alex says, but in a good way. And Trey says, it'll be a ton of work. And Alex says, but in a good way. And Trey bites his lip and says, let's do it. And Alex says, really? Because they're fucking insane. Um, Trey grabs his face and looks him in the eye and says, let's have a baby. Alex squeals at this, wraps his arms around Trey, says he loves him. Trey picks him up, spins him around. We cut back to the beach. Ricky is sitting in the sand with no blanket. Um, Janito comes up. He's been looking all over for Ricky. Ricky says, look, we can pretend this isn't an issue or we could just have a threesome and get it over with. What the fuck is he talking about? Janito just looks, just looks down at the ground. Ricky asks what's, what the problem is. And Jinto says, the problem with an open relationship is that eventually one of you meets someone you have a deeper connection with. And what then? And um, I disagree in a way. I disagree. But, uh, I strongly disagree. Girl. I don't think that that is necessarily the case. Um, so Ricky does a slight nod. And Janito continues. While I think it happens, I don't think that's just, it's not necessarily the case. Janito continues. But look at what happened with with fucking Noah and Wade. Noah cheated on Wade and they were in a committed relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. girl, stop doing that. It can happen in any relationship. And also it doesn't always happen when it comes to open relationships or polyamory. Like, it's just not the case. Anyway. So Janito continues. Well, it's what then time. And I, ooh. Because basically he's saying, I think I like Travis more than you and your bullshit. Ricky gets mad. Um, he gets mad face. And then he says, I can't believe this. Janito says, what? That I made a connection with the guy you arranged for me to meet? And Ricky says, no, that there's a beach full of hot guys. And I'm sitting here dealing with this tedious relationship. Like, bitch, you made it tedious. 
Ricky continues by saying he feels trapped. He can't breathe. He feels like he's in prison for Christ's sake. Janito looks disgusted, which is deserved. And then Janito leans in and says, well, it looks like you just made parole and walks off. Exactly. That's right. I exactly, know that's right. Mama. Exactly, mamas. Go off. Let have. Fuck you. I mean, what is ah. really redeeming about Ricky? Honestly. So. He, he owns trade analysis. <laughs> that's about it. He has his own business. So, back to Noah and Wade. Noah is coming out of the stall like he just mm, like he just roped up and slinked out. But, I don't. Okay, so okay, I get what I was trying to say here. Noah's coming out of the stall like he just robed up and slinked out of a comfy king size bed and not a fucking disgusting bathroom stall. He whispers, "I love you, Wade," and Wade says he loves him too. They touch foreheads. They're smiling. I just know it smells like the devil's taint in there. I know it do. <gasps> they start kissing. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> Jerry walks in looking forlorn. <laughs> Yo, the rest of everything that Dre does in this episode is top tier hilarious. Dre Hell walks in looking forlorn and light skinned. Just the and the light skinned antics. Um, it takes Noah forever to notice him to notice him. Um, and then so does Wade notice Dre. Dre has the weirdest sad stare I've ever seen. He looks like a basset hound. What he said. So we cut to Chance and Ricky walking the boardwalk. Ricky is wearing sunglasses now to hide his sad face, I guess. Um, Chance is sorry about Ricky and Janito. Janito says that he's not. Um, no. Nope. Chance is sorry about Ricky and Janito. Ricky says that he's not. And he said, Ricky says, he has the nerve to say, I should have dumped his sorry ass weeks ago. Like, nigga, you're the sorry <laughs> ass in this situation. And look at Quincy over here with this linen. Okay. Right. They just passed Quincy. I was confused for a minute because I didn't know he was going to be an episode. I was like, he just did extra? <laughs> they walked past Quincy, who was just talking to some random dude. Janito was cramping Ricky's style, he says. He says, um, mothers, lock up your sons because Ricky's back in business. Shut the fuck up. They <laughs> take a pause. Chance sits on some sort of ledger table. Chance asks um, if he should be giving himself time to mourn the relationship. And Janito looks at his watch and says the mourning period is officially over. Just then, Alex runs up and greets them like he's on speed. Chance is up in arms asking what he's doing there. Um, and he's like, what are you doing here? Where is my baby? <laughs> like, you just sent your husband home. Don't you remember? He's with, The baby's with your husband. Um, <laughs> so Alex says... Trey is watching her. Again, where is Eddie? Where, like, what's happening? Um, and then he couldn't wait to tell them the news. Chance is like, what news? And Alex says, me and Trey are going to be daddies. And Ricky says, unless, because Ricky's stupid, Ricky says, unless you sprouted a uterus and didn't tell us uh, about it, how are you going to manage that? Alex says, they haven't figured it out yet, but they're doing it. And Chance says, that's fantastic. And he hugs him. Just then... Dre is running out of the bathroom, girl. This I can't. Run. That this run, run is the weirdest. You know what he runs like? He runs like Cindy. you were playing Roller Coaster Tycoon and you picked up one of the people in the park and you dropped them somewhere random. He or is running like Cindy from Scary Movie, really. He, he runs like he's a sim <laughs> that you told to do something and so they went to start to do the thing and then you canceled the action. That's what he runs like. He runs like a simulation. But, like, a simulation that's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, doesn't have a brain. You know what I mean? He just, he has a weird run. Anyway, he runs like his legs are numb. I'm looking at it. 
He runs like his legs. He don't have feeling in his legs. So anyway, just then, Dre is running out of the bathroom, down the street, in the eyesight of Alex, Chance, and Ricky. They're watching this happen. Wade is chasing after him, telling him to wait. Wade is asking, you know, let me explain, when they both reach the car. I guess Dre um, let go of his buggy convertible. I don't know what this is. It's some other black boxy convertible coupe. Um, He left the top down, which is not safe as far as I know. Dre is upset and is yelling and crying while they talk across opposite sides of the car. And Dre's like, what? You going to explain to me and all the, all these people why I just caught you screwing your ex-boyfriend in the bathroom? Girl, and Dre ain't nobody tells him to bring attention his... to you. Ain't nobody. Right? Now, I mean, now they are. It's yelling ass. So Dre tells him to bring his sorry ass on. He shouts for the keys. Wade tries to talk some more, um, but Dre keeps shouting, give me the keys, Wade. And then, so maybe it's Wade's car? So then Terry, he says, if I ever meant anything to you at all, you get your sorry... No. If I ever meant anything to you at all, you get your black ass in the car. (laughs) (laughs) And at this moment, Quincy's lard ass comes walking over. (laughs) At first, I was like, why is he coming over? But he is uh, Dre's friend, supposedly. I know for a fact... Because the way the part of Dre's problem with the way that he runs and the way that he stands when he looks sad, I know for a fact that if Ty was watching this with us, he would say, "Ooh, he has terrible posture. He has rounded shoulders, which most people have, but his are real bad. Like his shoulders pull all the way forward. He just looks uncomfortable." Um, so anyway, <sighs> now there's a whole fucking spectacle, right? Um, it's in full swing. Alex, Ricky, and Chance are watching. Quincy and the man that he was talking to are also watching. So I guess Quincy now knows what the fuck is going on. You know, that Wade and... God, why does he run like that? That Wade and... And no one fucked. My player just caught up to the running. And, and his also, crying face is annoying. Yes, Dre is a he super looks like annoying. A hound. <laughs> so Dre also, he really was like, you, me and all these people, like he started pointing to the crowd like, First Girl, of all, this is not the Dre show. Like, ain't nobody stunting you. Ain't nobody stunting you, light skin. Like, all I Crazy see man. is black gay men walking, walking hand in hand on the beach. Ain't nobody got time mm-hmm. for y'all's drama. Anybody into your drama, girl? Um. Anyway, so Wade looks sorry. He looks back for a second. And he gets in the car. They're all just standing and watching, which is super weird, super awkward. Noah looks over at Quincy. Quincy tilts his head, like, "Oh, okay, word." Noah looks down at the ground. Alex is comforting him. We cut to Noah driving Alex Ricky and Chance in his little convertible with Alex in the front seat. Noah is explaining how it just happened after the attack when Wade spent the night. You know, when Ricky basically asked him to fuck him. (laughs) I understand how Ricky and Chance might need a ride, but didn't Alex drive himself there? Because he just showed up. So how are they all in the same car? Did he take a cab? Anyway, so Ricky said he knew something was going on. Like, he didn't basically um, ask Wade to get Noah's vagina that night, as I just mentioned. (laughs) Chance is mad that they've been having an affair for weeks without Noah telling them. And Noah rebuts that it only happened once. Well, twice. But it wasn't planned. Alex asks what they're going to do now. And Noah says he guesses it's up to Wade because he's the one with the boyfriend. And then this hilarious thing happens, right? Just stay with me. (laughs) There's one car stopped on the shoulder on either side of the road they're driving on. So there's one car stopped on the left and a car stopped on the right. But they're totally out of the way. They're both on the shoulder. 
Um, they're probably both stopped for like emergency or accident reasons, but again, on the shoulders. And then there's people gathered at both cars, but everyone in the car, Alex, Ricky, Chance, Noah, they're all like acting like the road is blocked. When you can see straight down the road, you can see that you can drive down the road. And Ricky's like, what's the holdup? I got a sex party to go to. And it's like, there is no holdup. The road is clear. <laughs> like, <laughs> It was so weird. When I was watching it, I was just like, they have no reason that they think they have to stop. Like if they saw the car, I was like, oh, I know that car. I'm going to stop. That's one thing. But they literally are in the car complaining about how the road is blocked when it isn't. Um, so anyway. Not even slow traffic because of nosy drivers, like straight up clear road, but fine. Noah pulls over as if they can't get by. Then magically, some woman is walking towards them just because she wants to do the info dump, I guess. She's the ambassador to the accident. Um, And Noah asks what happened. She tells them a convertible went into a tailspin and slipped over um, and they're waiting for an ambulance or flipped over and they're waiting for an ambulance. Noah is keyed into it being a convertible as if not everyone around them has a fucking convertible. Um, They're riding in a convertible. Like, <laughs> right. Like everyone fucking has one. Everyone has one. You're in California. Um, he asks what color it was. And then, so what are those two other cars? Are they just people that wanted to help? Because they're not the flipped over car. Anyway, so she says it's she says it was black. And then the guy's pretty much like gasped. Like, oh my God, a black convertible. Oh my God. So she says that one guy got thrown out and another one is trapped inside. And by inside, I guess she means underneath. Because again, it's a convertible. <laughs> As a convertible driver, though, this is my worst fear. Deadass. Like, getting in an accident with my top down, I'm pretty sure I would just die. I would probably die from a heart attack, even if I didn't die from impact. <laughs> like, this is terrifying. So, the boys unbuckle and start to scramble out of the car to get a better look. Then we see Noah has reached the scene. There are a million fucking extras standing there. And by and a million, just, I mean maybe 15. And he pushes <laughs> his way through. He pumps on okay. through. He pushes everybody okay. out of the way. <laughs> and I have things to say about that. Um, why are all these extras here? There's only two cars there. How are they all there? Like, did they all walk up from the beach when they heard there was an accident? Noah pushes through them, even though there's space to go around. If you look at the scene, <laughs> you could have just gone around the little crowd. But he makes it a point to push through, no. <laughs> which is ridiculous. And he he runs over to Wade. So Wade is, is the one who got thrown out. Dre is still mm-hmm. in the car, trapped. First of all, mm-hmm. Dre is trapped. He's mm-hmm. trapped. Why are you running mm-hmm. to the guy who, who right. <laughs> right. Okay. And so, yeah. stay with me. Mm-hmm. So he runs yeah. over to Wade. He lifts yes. his head up. First of all, bitch, he was in an accident. You don't move the body. Leave him listen, alone. <laughs> listen, Not only did he pick up his head, then, then, okay, so Wade wasn't even trying to move, right? He picks up Wade's head. And then he tells him not to move. Like, you moved him. <laughs> this, this whole last scene is a complete shit show. Like, it's so bad. I'm sorry. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's horrible. And then you see all the extras have their, their they, they're holding their arms and they're holding their mouths with their other arm. And it's just like, all of them are just like shocked. And this is the only expression. I guess, I guess the director was like, okay. Look shocked. Look shocked. shocked. And everyone was like, okay, hands over mouth. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, you gotta look more shocked because we can't hear you remember you just gotta look it. Um, so there's blood and dirt all over Wade's tank top there's blood coming out of his mouth and his forehead Noah goes up to him he squats he picks up his head says his name tries to move him but again tells him not to move I have to reiterate that because it's ridiculous um, 
And then um, he's seemingly saying, no, no. Like, if you're listening, he says, no, no, don't move. He might have broken something. He says he might have broken something. And it's weird because why would he be saying he when he's talking to Wade? It It's really weird. And then mm-hmm. um, it's like as if someone else was supposed to be saying that or something. Something went wrong here because if you look at it, what he's saying doesn't match up to the mouth. So it's dubbed. Mm-hmm. Or like they took the audio from another scene and put it on this and expected us not to notice. I don't know. It's very strange. None of the actions are making any sense whatsoever. Everything mm-hmm. about the scene is just bad. And I don't know why. It's almost as if they ran out of time. Um, yeah. So then we also cut to Noah's face for a second. His mouth is moving, but he's definitely not saying what we're hearing. Um I guess they must have decided these changes in post because it's bad. Anyway, he tells um he tells him that the ambulance is on the way. And then he looks up and shouts, where is the ambulance? Which makes no sense. Twice. Someone shouts to call. The, yes. So Where's someone, the ambulance? Where's the ambulance? Some, <laughs> and then someone shouts, call the ambulance. And then someone else shouts, it's on the way, which we already know. Alex, Ricky, and Chance fi- finally make it up to Noah and Wade, and they're shocked. Noah is still shouting, where's the ambulance? And then we finally hear the, si- the sirens. Noah is holding Wade's hand and whatnot. And that is the end of the entire fucking series. That's the end of the show. That's, That's the, the end, end of the, of the whole show. That's the end of the show. <laughs> Dre's Jesus ass Christ. is dead. Must be because we don't hear a beep from him. Nobody seems to care that he's oh, trapped shit. in this damn car. We I don't think we ever hear another thing about him, actually. Not we don't. Not it. even in the movie. <gasps> Girl, I need to know. Did Dre die? I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna tweet Patrick Ian Polk after this. I need to know. So is Dre dead? Is he dead? Oh, ain't murder. Oh, somebody killed Aunt Murda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my favorite line from this episode is. I feel like it's probably um, what Janito said right before he walked off from Ricky. I <laughs> Looks like you just made parole. I think that's one of mine. And then where's the ambulance is definitely up there twice. <laughs> where's the um, ambulance? You get your black ass in the car. Oh, that's, that's one. A, that's another one. <laughs> he said, wait, first he said, if I ever meant anything to you, you get your ass in the car. No, something. You get your something black ass, ass in the car. No, black before ass black ass. ass. Before black well, ass. Well, you called him a sorry something. ass a minute before so, that. Yep. Sorry ass. And then he said black mm-hmm. ass. Yeah. That's colorist, kind of, don't you think? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Girl. I, this episode. This episode was a lot. I remember my little, because this, this came out 2007 or 2006. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was in my senior year of high school. I was in my senior year of high school, and I was just like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, okay, that was a lot." <laughs> so what I'm going to do now is check the runtime for the movie, so I can figure out how much of the movie we should cover um, in the next episode. So uh, it's an hour and forty two minutes. That is what a hundred two minutes. Maybe we could do a little over 30 minutes um, and do the movie in three parts. You want to do that? Okay. Yeah, we can do that. I'll pick a, I'll pick a scene for us to stop at uh, and I'll hit you up very soon with that. So that's what we're going to do guys. Next week, we'll start to cover the movie. If there's any way for us to get um, the reunion after we finish the movie, then we'll also cover that. Um, thank you so much for coming back. If you, you know, came back and you're listening, if you were listening in real time and you had to deal with our hiatus, 
we appreciate it. You know, we're not a big podcast, but that doesn't mean we want to be inconsistent. Um, I know that no. y'all already know that life is crazy this year and we don't want to beat you over the head with that, but it really, it, it caught up with us. Yeah. In a, in a major way. And I mean, so let's get mm-hmm. into these emails. Thank you for rocking yeah. with us these past two seasons of Noah's Art. It was delicious going back into this, this very iconic show. Like, wow. Like, think we would have no P-Valley for the girls who are watching P-Valley without Noah's Ark setting the standard um, for us. So I just want to thank yeah. you. He was cutting his teeth back then. So um, we have a new, we have our first patron, basically. Someone who's decided to pledge to us every month. Um, helping to support the cost of making this podcast, which I which I would never expect anyone to do. Uh, so I definitely want to um, send a shout out to D Guyton for that. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. Um, that's beautiful, and you know you don't have to do that. Like that's I, I'm so surprised anyone listens at all, especially when we became so niche. Um, we also got a couple of emails from the same person requesting um basically for other shows for us to cover i'm not opposed to this becoming a queer media coverage like media as in content like a queer content coverage podcast um however i was looking right before we started recording at the shows that were um suggested so it looks like they want to know if we can cover dante's cove um and something else called Beautiful People, which is a British show, um, and also Sorted Lives. I looked in, into all three of those shows. My only problem with that is that I really want this to be a very Black podcast, and these shows seem to have predominantly white casts. Um, and while, I mean, like, I can't really comp- I can't really say, you know, why are you watching that or anything like that, I have seen the L word more times than I can count, and those are predominantly that's a predominantly white cast but i don't know i I just there are other black gay shows and i feel like if we're gonna start doing this then we should at least start there till we run out Mm um yeah there i mean yeah there's there's black gay shows and i kind of want to cover those i don't even know if i'd be into these other shows maybe i'll watch the trailers but i don't want to make any promises i mean i've seen dante's cove i mean not really. I watched. I I primarily only watched the scenes with Jensen Atwood in it, but I can't tell if he was a mainstay on that show um, or how long he stayed okay. on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not enjoy Dante's Cove. I would watch it just to spoof on it because it's so white. Um, mm. uh, but maybe you know, I would be interested in in reviewing P Valley since um, Homegirl over here hasn't dared watch it. And, you know, I think that's her- not a gay show though. Like, it, is that what you want to do? Yes, it is. Oh, is it? Yes. I thought it was just that one character. No. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to check that out. I know I'm going to watch it. I just haven't yet. Uh, but I think I love the idea. I don't want to shoot this person down. You know, I love receiving emails. I love input. I love people treating this um, as if it is interactive because it's meant to be. So I hear you. I hear your suggestion. Um, I definitely think we could explore uh, covering more shows and I want you to continue to enjoy the podcast. I just don't know exactly where we're going right after Noah's Ark. We have some time to think about it though. So we will mm-hmm. we'll we'll let y'all know what we decide to do. Yeah, we're gonna keep y'all, you know, we're gonna keep y'all in the loop. We love y'all. We do. We do. Um 
But yeah, other than that, you got any personal updates? You know, how are you feeling? What are you doing? How are you? How 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 are things shaping up? Everything's you know fine. I saw that horrible <laughs> reboot of the craft um, that they're doing. Oh, is it bad? I I, I didn't. I haven't gauged people's reactions yet. It's really fucking bad. It's really bad and disgusting. And I don't understand so, why this was a thing. Are they the kids of the, the girls from the original? No, like, they're, they're, they're unrelated. They're unrelated okay. except, um, so the, the angle that they're trying to drive is like a good girl gone bad. So instead of like, you know, the last, in the, in the original craft movie, we had Sarah and she was this good, goody, goody girl who was always good until the end. Um, she flirted mm-hmm. with the bad side, but she never committed. And this mm-hmm. one though, um, we see this goody, good girl who's going bad, who's turning into Nancy. And they even have like her looking at a book um, with Nancy's photograph in it. It's like a Polaroid of Nancy, but settle this. It's a scene, the photograph is a scene of Nancy like charging at, at Sarah, which is like, there were no cameras there. So that's clearly a screen grab from the original. I don't mm-hmm. understand what you're doing. Like, is mm-hmm. this a, like, it, there's just no thought into this film. They were clearly just trying to capitalize off people loving the craft. And it's just like, now people are going to watch this to hate watch it, which I plan on doing. But it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> really, like, I really wanted to see more Rochelle. I really want to see more Rochelle. Um, That's unfortunate. I mean, you know, I'll give it a chance, but I have no hope for most things these days, especially when it comes to reboots and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, also, girl, my, my, my laptop out to die. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, no, we will wrap this up. Um, but yeah, so we're back now and um we're just sorry again and thank you for being here and we love y'all. Um love our y'all. Twitter is uh that gay shit pod and our email is that gay shit pod at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us. Um we might be adding more advertisements soon. Sorry, but it does cost money to make this podcast, so we might as well try to at least cover the costs. Um but that's about it. You know, I'm over here. I'm a Percocet, you know, bunion surgery, trying to get some cute feet, you know, I'll get my feet done. Um, and that's it. Um, we will see y'all next week. Barbecue. What the barbecue say, girl? Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, I'm very parched. Maybe I should pause for water. You can hear me walking around with my cane. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm going right now. You're going to hear it. Wait, hold on. Let me. Whew. You hear my cane? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with Dilla. He has abandoned me. I don't know what I did to you, little baby. What's wrong? It's because I'm not walking you anymore? I can't. (laughs) It's not my fault.